Hey, I'm Spencer Powell and welcome to Remodeler Stories, where we highlight remodelers. Every remodeler has a unique story and journey and we can all learn from each other. Stay tuned for a mix of inspiration, tactical tips, unique strategies, and some laughter. The remodeling business is tough, but rewarding, and we're all in this together. Let's kick this thing off. Before we get into today's show, let's talk about our show sponsor, Remodeler Growth Community. Remodeler Growth Community is a peer-to-peer networking group exclusively for remodelers. For a low monthly fee, you get access to some of the best minds in the industry, life-changing business strategies, and the ability to connect and learn from people who've walked the path you walk. Go to remodelercommunity.com to enroll today. 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back, so there's absolutely no risk to you. Go to remodelercommunity.com to enroll today. Today, I sit down with Scott Hockley. He is an Arizona native and son of retired grade school teacher Bonnie Hockley and retired NFL official Ed Hockley. After nine years working for some of the best remodeling companies in the Valley, friends and business associates urged Scott to start his own remodeling company. In response to a growing demand for his services, Scott and Lori formed the company in 2001 and began offering home remodeling and home addition services full-time. The first ever project Scott completed was a custom built-in media center that was manufactured in the Hercules Garage Workshop. Fast forward 20 plus years and the largest project Scott has completed is a $1 million home remodel in Mesa, Arizona. Scott has a passion for his family from being Ryan's personal photographer during her volleyball playing days to Devin's mentor as she creates her plan for being in business for herself someday to the amazing adventures with Lori as they explore the beautiful country together in the Airstream. Despite thinking about and strategizing for the business 24-7, Scott still finds time to enjoy barbecue smoking for friends and family, mountain biking, and cruising around in his classic truck with Lori riding shotgun, of course. Now for the conversation with Scott Hockley. Hey, Scott. Good to see you. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, good morning, Spencer. This is fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, likewise. Well, for everybody listening, give us a rundown. Who are you? Where are you located? What the heck are you guys up to? <laughs> All that fun stuff, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm Scott Hockley. My wife, Lori, and I have a design build firm in the greater Phoenix area. It's called Hockley Design and Remodeling Team. Just as the title says, right? We're, we are design build. We don't design for other contractors and we don't build other contractors' design. So we try and you know maximize the quality you know, and the communications and all that kind of stuff. And throughout that process, we started in 2001. So let's see here, late, late 2020, Lori and I had bought our first home. We had a, a young child. It was the holidays and I got laid off after working for somebody for seven years. You said late 2020. Yeah, it was late 2020. So, you know, I was doing commercial construction at the time, you know, tenant improvements and stuff. And there was a little bit of a downtick in the economy at that time. And so, so I guess his theory was I'm going to lay off the top of the totem pole. You know, I've worked with him for seven years. I was the go-to guy for everything. You know, I wasn't in like a production management position or anything like that. I was still in the field working, but you know, nevertheless. So Lori and I, we printed out flyers on our home computer. We walked the neighborhoods, we put door hangers on. You know, our first job was a kind of a, mil- a built-in media niche. There was a lot of that going on at the time here in the Valley that the, the new home builders would build a, a little alcove in the living room, we'll say. And they wanted, you know, whatever, $15,000, $20,000 to finish that out with drywall shelves and built-in cabinets or whatever, the, you know, whatever the design was. 
So that's what we marketed to in the beginning. That's Those are the neighborhoods that we walked with our little door hangers. We had a little garage garage workshop that I was working out of building the, the cabinet components part of it. And then I was always hands-on. So, you know, if there's framing and drywall in there that needed to be done, I did it, you know. So we started with, with small projects. And then early 21 is when we officially started the, the company, if, if you're following me so far. Started small, doing that same stuff. Eventually got our first little bathroom addition. 9-11 hit in September and we were done. You know, I mean, we're a small contractor, self-performing all of our own work. We didn't even have employees yet. You know, it was just me and Lori. So the backlog we had when 9-11 hit was probably two weeks, you know, three weeks of backlog. And then, you know, frankly, I went back to work for somebody in November and December. And then January 1st of, of 2002, the phone started ringing off the hook. You know, it, it was like people were done sitting around watching the news, which we did a lot of too. I mean, it was a strange time. So we, we've been through that, you know, economic downturn, obviously 08 hit. We went through that economic downturn. So it's like, what's next, right? You know, we've yeah. been through a few of them. We've been through some tough times. We've been through some good times and we just keep plugging away. You know, I don't know what else I can tell you, right? Right now, I mean, our specialty is remodeling, remodeling additions. We've never built a new home. I don't have any interest in building a new home. You know, we, we really enjoy the remodeling aspect. We really enjoy the design aspect of it. Lori, she's our, our principal designer. She runs the design department. I'm still involved in production, we'll say, just, you know, overseeing production management. You know, we do have a production manager now that, that's taken on that task. But, you know, this has been our baby. It really has. And that's kind of, we'll say, hindered some of the growth path. Because of that fact, you know, we're this, that typical tradesman turned businessman. What is it? The e-myth or something, you know, so that's been challenging, but it's been fun along the way because I'm, I'm doing it with my wife, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious too, like thinking about the first, let's call it like decade or so, cause you definitely had like a quick start and then fast, like you hit tough times, you know, that was just like bad timing. And, but then you had like a little bit of runway before the great recession, the first 10 years, what do you think were a couple of like biggest learning lessons? You know, like business was new, entrepreneurship was new. What do you think were some of those light bulb moments? Yeah, that's a great question because I didn't go to college. You know, I tried a couple of times, but I kept getting drawn back to construction because it's really all I've done since high school. And so, yeah, I mean, it was there was a lot of learning moments. You know, I'm definitely that that old adage of the school of hard knocks and mistakes, right? Is where I've where I've learned. One of the things looking back that I maybe regret, we'll say, is not getting mentorship and coaching and reaching out to for help. You know, in, in the business growth type of type of realm, if that makes sense. I always thought, you know, why am I talking to a contractor that's a competitor? And somewhere along the line in that first ten years, it, frankly, it might have been right after the 08 recession as we started to pull out of it I, that I started getting involved with, you know, working with with coaches and things like that. And one of them kept saying, you got to talk to your competitors, Scott. You got to talk to them, be friends with them. You know, I'm like, why am I doing that? I don't want to be friends with them. You know, but looking back now, it, it, since then on, I mean, I've got some of my best friends or fellow contractors here in the Valley. Competitors will say, but we also have that trust and respect for each other that will refer leads to each other. You know, if I don't do work in their, in their service area, because, you know, they're, we're a little bit spread out, you know, Phoenix is a huge market. We'll refer work to each other, like I said, you know, so that that's one of the things that I look back on that would have been, you know, would have been helpful, you know, going through that, 
these past 10 years, we'll say, yeah, because it's been 21 years, so we could almost chunk it in half, like you're saying. I should have gotten involved earlier. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I should have asked for coaching and looked at the business differently and things like that. But at the same time, you know, I was out in the field doing it. You know, I was selling at night and when I could and, and staying up all night to write estimates and, and free estimates at that. And, you know, and to think about all the time spent that you're not going to get back doing those kind of activities and the money yeah. lost and all that kind of stuff. So it's been a learning curve, but here we are, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's always one step at a time and, and like everything's easier in hindsight because at the time you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And so you don't know to look for mentors or to, you know, do those things. And yeah, I mean, that that's the exact, one of the exact reasons, like if I could just take that piece, it's like why we're doing this podcast is so other people can listen to that and go, oh yeah, <laughs> if I'm in, in that spot, like hopefully I won't do that. I'm also curious too about like a couple of those like early wins that kind of kept you going. Because what I've found is like, I've had a lot of moments where you're just like, eh, forget it. Let's just throw in the towel and, you know, go work for someone else. That'd be a lot easier. I wouldn't have all, you know, have to be responsible for everything. So were there a couple like early wins that kind of like re-energize you and you're like, yep, I still want to keep, keep doing this. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I could pin it on, on specific, specific wins, but let's talk golf, right? I mean, you and I talk golf from time to time and Lori has recently taken up golf too. And it's, you know, it, it takes a couple of good shots to bring you back for 50 bad shots. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, so that, that one good shot where you, you know, you're throwing a dart at the, at the pin and you know, you got a 10 foot putt left, right? That brings you back probably for five more bad rounds, frankly. Right. So I think when I think of it that way, that that's kind of the projects too, especially early on, right? You learn your lessons on some bad projects and then there's a great project with great people and, and you really enjoyed working together and it turned out beautifully. And, you know, quite honestly, you may or may not have made money, but the experience was that good, right? That that brings you back to, you know, that energizes you for, for more work. That's the way I would look at it. Like I said, I, I don't know if I can specifically say, you know, it was this client or this job or, you know, that kind of thing. But it's also been just the, the enjoyment of working with my wife. You know what I mean? I mean, we're day to day together, you know, early on when we started getting into renting office space, which wasn't until, I mean, we had a home office until 2014, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. We did have one. We got out, had, a, had an office space in 2007 and 2008. And then we went back home until about 2014. And 2014, we shared an office. Our desks faced each other. You know, I mean, it was it's all that collaboration that we've had together all over all these years that's made it really super enjoyable for me. You know, so it's a little selfish there, right? Yeah, but no, that's super cool because uh, my wife and I we play in doubles volleyball tournaments together. We don't oh, work nice. together, but we do that, and we get comments from people that are like, "Oh, I could never play on the same team as my." spouse or significant other, like that would be a disaster. We love it and we think it's fun. So I'm curious, like, what do you think allows you guys to work so well together and and enjoy that? Like you're working all day and then you're going, you know, going home and it's, you know, kind of like put on a different hat sort of thing, but you're, you're still together. Is it personality or other, or yeah, I'm curious. It's probably a lot of a, a few different things, right? I mean, we've been married 27 years now. A lot of what happens with husband and wife teams is, you know, historically, the husband will start the business and then he needs somebody to do the books, right? So the wife comes in and starts doing the books. And that's 
kind of how we started too. But then we learned that what's going to make us happy is if we're both doing things that we enjoy. You know, Lori didn't enjoy doing doing the accounting stuff. She'll admit that she wasn't good at it, right? I mean, so, okay, well, let's figure this out. You know, then we she started getting interested in design and things like that. And she'd go on sales calls with me and people would ask her, you know, what her ideas were, what her feedback was. And it was like, she was very talented. You know, so then she went back to school and got some more degrees and certifications and things like that. And really, really pushed to, you know, legitimize it, we'll say, right? For lack of better better word. So I think that's the key is that we're, we're doing things that we enjoy. You know, I think that, you know, looking back on the years, if she was stuck doing the bookkeeping, you know, or things that she didn't enjoy, and I was still, you know, doing whatever that I didn't enjoy in the business, we probably would have ended this. You know what I mean? Because it's life's too short, right? I mean, it's, it's easy to say that, right? But it really is. So we've got to do things that we enjoy, whether it's, you know, in our free time or at work, you know, when we're together a lot. And, and we both we both really just love it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. No, I love hearing hearing those stories because yeah, I don't know. You just hear about so many of the other ones, and it's like, well, it doesn't have to be that way. And I like how you guys kind of just ask the question, like, where do you both really enjoy spending the time, and then just build it around that. And so, yeah, yeah that's that's cool. What do you think has maybe been the toughest part of building the business? You know, you think about that journey you've been on. We're gonna go down that hole, aren't we? <laughs> We've got to. We've yeah, so, got so many to. of us probably have the same stories, right? Yeah, we don't want to. We want to put it behind us, don't we? The, the toughest parts have been have been money. You know, that's been a big one. Simply, in the, you know, we talk about getting coaches and things like that. I mean, that that costs money, right? And so early on, you're we don't have the money, right? We're underbidding jobs, and then we're doing jobs, and you know, and we just don't have excess of cash. But you know, so that, and also, I'm stubborn about asking for help. That's been hard too, you know, trusting other people to to take our vision and and build upon it, right? You know, at the end of the day, remember the company is called Hockley Design and Remodeling Team. Hockley. That's my last name. It's like, you know, no offense to any contractors out there, but I'm not hiding behind another name. Like this is this is me and Lori, like exposed to the world. So it's a very personal thing. That's something, frankly, though, that we have to get over because at the end of the day, it's not about Lori and me. You know, it's about our team. It's about the the homeowners and the great people that we're working with doing their projects. And it's about the beautiful projects because we don't do, you know, if you just need your kitchen cabinets replaced, a pull and replace type thing, we're not, we're not, you don't want to work with us. Frankly, we don't want to work with you. If that sounds rude, right? But that's not, that's not what we're in it for. Our passion is about the custom design remodeling aspects of it and space planning, new spaces, and, you know, the wow factor of what, of what the people, you know, the clients see and what they say and all that kind of stuff. And you just don't, in my opinion and experience, you just don't get that when you're, you know, when you're chasing a low price or, you know, doing cookie cutter stuff all day. That's just me. You know, there's so many great contractors out there that are doing the exact opposite of us. Yeah. It just depends on what somebody needs and yeah, what the focus is. Yeah. Hey guys, I know that if you listen to Builder Funnel Radio, you are hyper aware of the fact that the way people shop and buy, it's changed dramatically over the years. And for the last 10 years, really since I started doing all this, helping my uncle's remodeling division scale up from about 2 million to 10 million, 
We've been helping remodelers and builders and contractors all over the country really refine their marketing systems. And I recently decided to kind of bottle all of that up into my first book. And that book is called The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. And you can pick up a copy by going to the website, remodelermarketingblueprint.com. You can also search for it on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. But I highly recommend you go over to the website because we've got some cool book bonuses that go along with that if you pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or even just a few episodes, if you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to remodelermarketingblueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. All right. So there's always like a wacky client story or weird project that you get involved in. Anything coming to mind that you can think of? We've had some interesting ones. We've had an interesting sales call where, again, Lori and I do, we do two-person sales. So we're both standing there in the living room talking to the wife and the husband comes walking through the meeting after taking a shower with no clothes on. Oh, so he's nice. walking across the house from the bathroom to the bedroom, you know. So, <laughs> so that was that was a little strange. Strange. How, the, what? How they play that off? Did they just try to ignore it? And like, and like they just the, tried to ignore it. Yep. Yep, they just tried to ignore it. And and you know, client stories in the, you know during the project, we were doing a this this is wacky, you know. We're doing a, we're doing a project, and the the homeowner he was he's a brain surgeon, you know. So. You know, smart guy, right? Along along the way, he made a comment to Lori about you know something to the effect of like anybody with a computer can do your job. You know, so there was that insult. He wasn't willing to meet with me for our final walkthrough because he was literally off saving lives. You know, so it was a challenge getting the final payment from him. But you know, so you run into those people, right? Those that's that's probably in that in that range of the golf analogy where that's one of the fifty bad shots. Right. That, that wasn't the one that kept me, kept me coming back. Although I will say that that project did win us some awards. So there you go. You know, yeah. <laughs> you got some good out of it. Right. We got some good out of it, but yeah, that's, yeah. I know the, the number of like different personalities that you meet is just, yeah. It's oh, it's crazy. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. We've been interviewed for three TV shows over the years, you know, because we were doing, we were doing this husband and wife thing long before those people in Waco made it popular. You know, and the and the feedback we got from those interviews was that there wasn't enough drama in our business. You know, they wanted to hear the stories of, you know, like a nail gun fight on the job, or that Lori and I scream at each other all day, and you know what I mean. So it's just, you know, but that makes me feel good that that we that we're running a stable company that wouldn't make for good TV. Isn't that the point? Yeah, I think that's a good thing. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. What do you think has surprised you the most about entrepreneurship? How difficult it is, how much constant learning it really takes. It's not easy. It's not sit back and count gobs of money. It's a grind. It's a grind. And we've been grinding for a long time. You know, that was one of the things that that my parents instilled in us or in me, you know, and I know that Lori's parents instilled that in her too, just working hard. And, and then we're, we try and pass that down to, you know, down to our kids. But that's been the challenge. It's not easy. Yeah, it sure isn't. Yeah. Well, I'm curious what the future looks like. You know, you guys are went through probably several pivots from those mm-hmm. first early jobs to like design build and you guys controlling the whole process. But 
What's the next three to five years look like for you guys? Our eight-year goal from now, our 2030 goal from now is to be at 10 million. So we've got some we've got some growth to, to do between now and then. You know, COVID is obviously, as a lot of contractors have, have talked about, I mean, it's created a boom in our in our industry for sure, but there's also been so many challenges because of supply chain issues. So it's been difficult despite all of the the growth, it's been difficult to grow the company because labor force is hard to find still and uh, you know and supply chain and things like that. We're going to be at 3 million this year is what our target is. It's an aggressive aggressive target, but we did we set it a couple of years ago. So it's still attainable. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Is there a reason that tens the number or it just sounded like like a good number to cause some growth, you know, some self-improvement, figuring out new systems, getting to the next level? Or was that like a, a magical, a magical number for some reason? We'll say it's a magical number. If I look at that number and then think about what I want our owner's compensation to be, then it's, then it's a nice number that, that I want to shoot for. Does cool. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. Yeah. Oh, no, that's great. I mean, I'm a big believer in, in growth, whatever that growth looks like, whether it's, you know, revenue, profit, time, freedom, like vacation, like whatever it is, you know, like as long as you're trying to figure out, like you, you said it intentionally and then you're going after it. So I'm, I'm always curious. Yeah. You've got to manifest it out into the universe too, right? Like you have to, you yeah. can't be, can't be shy to talk about it. You can't be embarrassed to talk about it. These are my goals. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go get them. You know, and I also look at that 2030, you know, at the age that Lori and I will, will be, you know, able to enjoy things you know, and, and more freedoms and things like that. I'm trying to do the math and talk at the same time and it's not going to work out, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Eight's one of those 50. numbers that it's like, ah. Yeah. I'll be 56. I'll be 56. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, the kids will have been off. Our youngest is heading off to college next year. So our kids are growing. And then, you know, about at that time, she'll be out of college and starting to establish her life. And our older daughter will be, you know, well into her professional career and her life and things like that. And so it's, you know, Lori and I will just be able to really enjoy things. And then it also sets us up, you know, the goal is to have employees that are doing stuff, you know, that are helping build the business and, and protecting the brand and things like that. And all this risk that Lori and I have put in over the last 21, 22 years. And by that time, right, it'd be 30 years in, you know, all the risk and all the, the sacrifice and the blood, sweat and tears that, that we've put in, we'll be able to start enjoying a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, no, what happens to the business after that? You know, is we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, it's tough to plan much, much further than that. So <laughs> that seems, yeah. seems like a good yeah. target. Well, we'll have to bring you back in eight years. We'll do That's another big one. hairy goal. We'll do an update in 2030 and check in. <laughs> but, uh, Scott, I got a couple more questions to to wrap. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, it's, hopefully, I'm not back there saying, "Hey, Spencer, you know that podcast I did back in 2022 that that was a detriment to it all." <laughs> yeah, let's hope that's not the case. All right, so so one question, you know, we've got all these challenges going on in the industry. What do you think are one or two of the the biggest ones that we we need to solve? We need to actually be working together as an industry. I feel like right now it's very much like we've got these problems and it's just kind of like that's how it is. But I'm curious like what do you think we actually need to be like rallying some action behind? There's two things I'm scared of. The first we've been talking about for a long time and that's getting the youth involved in the trades. Somehow, some way we have to. The trades are fantastic. They really are. I mean, we've, we have a friend that she asked me to come over and teach her son how to do drywall repairs, you know, because they had a drywall crack. You know, she, she's pushing for him to learn, not necessarily learn the trades to be in the trades, but 
there's good life skills to learn there too. But again, that's something we've been talking about for probably 20 years, right? So I don't know how to solve that one. The other one is this whole talk of recession. I think that if we keep talking about it, we're going to manifest it and we're going to cause it to happen. And so I'm scared of that, right? I think the Phoenix area has grown away from... So like in 2008, the Phoenix area was so dependent on the construction industry. Construction industry was the big player here. And so that's why it took such a hard hit. You know, whereas now we've got all these big corporations here, you know, we have Intel here and Amazon's here and, and multiple electric vehicle people are here and, and Honeywell. And I mean, the list goes on and on, right? So construction isn't the lifeblood of the area anymore, but which makes it, you know, a little more palatable if we, if we see a recession. But again, it's just, we got to stop, stop talking about it yeah. or it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. My opinion. I, I tend to agree. Yeah. It's it. It's almost like it starts to just become true because people, mm-hmm. they pull back on spending, that slows growth, you know, then, you know, people aren't hiring, you know, that makes the job market where, you know, so I, I tend to agree with you that if everyone's thinking that and then you act passively and that's why I've got a couple of mentors that, yeah, they've built pretty sizable businesses and they always said like, when everyone's kind of re- contracting and pulling back and going into their turtle shell, Mm-hmm. They got aggressive, and that's when they saw the most growth. They like double down on things, and they're like, "We didn't always have the money to double, you know, but effort wise and energy wise, and we'd go knock on door, and we'd do everything we could during those pullback times or when everyone else was scared." So that's the mentality we've been talking about it inside our walls too. Is just, hey, you know, stay stay aggressive. Stay, you know, you don't have to be reckless, but stay aggressive. Right, and that's a you know that's a great point about marketing too. Right, is the money aspect of it, and, and not being afraid to ask for help. You know, too, like we, when we started the business, I'll be honest with you, I borrowed $2,500 from my younger brother to get our license. 2008 hit. And as we started to, so many other contractors weren't spending money on marketing. I borrowed money and doubled and tripled down on our marketing, you know, because nobody else was doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody else is doing marketing. So we pushed it even harder. And, that, and those are the challenges that the young companies take. You know, even well, even frankly, big companies too, right? I mean, we, I think our advertising budget right now is like $70,000. That's somebody's salary. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a lot of money to spend basically doing what, right? Updating your website and sending out mailers and the art signs and truck logos and whatever the case is, right? It's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's doing its job, then hopefully it's, it's part of that 3 million, right. 4 million, 5 million. But yeah, I mean, I think there is like, especially when you think about marketing, you know, there's the dollars part of it. And then there is the, like, there's always energy things like effort, things you can do mm-hmm. that are time-based and not dollars-based. And I've been thinking a lot about that, you know, cause if you really do hit a pullback and, you know, and we do hit, you know, recessionary times or whatever, then you're going, okay, one, if you got the money, like, great, then you can use dollars and save your time and, and put it to work. But if you don't, then there still are, energy and effort ways, I think, to make stuff happen. And so I think like having your mind open to both is a good place to be. But I I think you make a really good point of like, if we're all acting like we're going into a recession, then we probably will. So (laughs) let's stop doing that. To wrap us up, what's one final piece of advice you would want to share with other other remodeling companies, business owners? (laughs) Oh, the tricky question, right? Yep, always. Don't do it like I did. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we 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 haven't definitely haven't had the easiest path. But no, I, I would just go back to to asking for help, being open to asking for help, whether it's from you know a family member or you know like I did with my brother back in the early days, or 
if it's from a fellow contractor, you know, because you're slow and you're just looking for lead or you're looking for a better process to do things, you know, mentors and coaches, it, it, don't be afraid of all that kind of stuff. It's money well spent. It is. It, it's tough to swallow sometimes in the beginning, but you know, it, it, it gets you where you need to be, you know, and then, and then you, you retain all of those valuable bits of information and things. I think that's great advice. Yeah. Scott, thanks for carving out the time and spending some time with me. Oh, of course. It was a lot of fun talking with you, Spencer. We need to catch up more often, obviously. We do, yeah. And and maybe over golf, but maybe not. So oh, there you go. We'll get <laughs> the, right. get a Chipotle to go bag and hit the golf course. That's more like it. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. All right. Thanks, Spencer. Thanks for tuning in to Remodeler Stories. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every month we pick a winner and send out a free copy of my book, The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. Just leave a review over on iTunes to enter to win. See you next time.